self-awareness and Jesus awareness are not in opposition. They actually work together. Four things that we need to do when we find something that doesn't reflect God. That's where the transformation happens. When you actually live that whole process so that you can reflect Jesus better. Hi, I'm Andrea John, and welcome to my podcast, Authentic Faith. I went on my run this morning, and uh, like usual, my runs consist of lots of thinking, praying, learning, all sorts of things. And today, it there was um, a lot of learning. I've been learning a lot, <laughs> kind of crazy. Um, I'm kind of glad I took a break and was reading some fiction. Um, just to kind of relax because I am learning a lot and it's um, kind of cool, kind of cool, kind of cool. So uh, I wanted to stop by to share with you guys some thoughts about self-awareness, overthinking, um, you know, if I'm self-aware, is it bad? Because does that mean my eyes aren't on Jesus? Does that mean I'm not putting my eyes where it belongs, things like that. So I've just been thinking and pondering on those things for a number of reasons. So let me explain a little bit why, um, why I have those questions. Those of you who follow me, you know I'm full of questions and I am not afraid to ask questions. Um, I love questions. I think questions are important. I think that sometimes we need to ask the tough questions and I'm not afraid because it does not threaten my faith at all. So um, there was a time where I probably would have said that self-awareness is bad because if you're self-aware, you're not Jesus aware. So even me, I've said that before. Um, I don't know if I've said it in public, but I've definitely at least thought it. So one of those things. And as I, after my encounter with God and my life started to change and the, the world of the prophetic, and I really hate saying that because it's not just the prophetic world, it's a supernatural world. When the supernatural world started to open up to me, um, obviously I started to migrate towards groups of people and communities that were in that right like they understood the supernatural and I started to learn a lot and I became a lot more aware and my perception increased and um it, it just it became a very real thing and I have experiences from the time I was a little girl that I can't deny that the supernatural exists but one of the things that I started to notice in these uh circles and I just want to preface this with, I am highly generalizing, okay? So this is not about anyone. I'm not saying this to criticize, to judge. I'm just sharing my perceptions and my thoughts. Like I'm just being real with you with the things that I've noticed and I've seen. So what I noticed over years, because this is over years, okay, this is not a few months, I didn't dabble, I mean, I, I still am entrenched 
in what many call the prophetic movement. I'm in many different streams. I don't believe in just sticking to one, but um, I uh, am still a part of it. And one of the things I noticed is that uh, people who tend to move very heavily in the supernatural have an understanding and are you know, prophetic, and I'm going to use that term, and I'm not using it in a negative way, but it's just the terms that people use in these circles, is that there is a lack of accountability and responsibility um, when it comes to things. It's kind of like, I'm always moving with the spirit, um, you know, I'm kind of like, I'm not of this world, and there's almost like a, I'm here, but I'm not here. And it gives me license to be weird and I can dye my hair all sorts of different colors and I can do all sorts of weird things and I can give you prophetic words that are really my opinion, but now the spirit's saying it, so maybe it's true and it gives me license to say it. Again, highly generalizing and I know that that sounds very critical, but I'm pretty sure there's tons of people out there that would agree with me. And it's something that has been really, um, I wouldn't say bothering me, but it's something that I've been reflecting on a lot because I really feel like those traits and behaviors are giving the supernatural a really bad taste in people's mouth. And it's pushing people away from the supernatural because they don't want to be weird. And you want to know what? It doesn't have to be weird. Like... I don't, well, I can be weird, but I don't think I'm like super weird. So, um, you know, there, there's that whole thing. And when we look at the fruit of the spirit in Galatians 5.22, it says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. And this is the kind of stuff that everybody wants. So in addition to the gifts, like everybody wants to prophesy, everyone wants to speak in tongues, everybody wants to heal, everybody wants to cast out demons. And then we go to the fruit of the spirit and everybody wants love and everyone wants joy and they want peace and they want patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness. But that's kind of where the, that's what I want stops. And when it comes to self-control, it's not something that people really are like, Ooh, this feels so good. This fruit of the spirit feels so good, but it's something that I really believe. And I'm starting to learn is a key ingredient along with the others like they're all important to me they're all equally important but self-control is as important as joy and peace and love because it is what increases our quality of life and i think that everyone wants a quality of life so one of the things is you know someone who's unable to hold a job down right and they're you know, they live, they, they give their lives to God. They love God. They worship God. Everything they do, it's, it's about God. But from the, from the responsibility perspective, they can't hold a job. They're always, you know, experiencing issues. They're, you know, some people even get in trouble with the law all the time. It's almost like this rogue behavior. And it really started to get me to reflect on this whole concept of self-awareness because a lot of times my instinct is to say there's no self-awareness but then you hear you you will hear sayings like 
self-awareness is not of God. You need to be Jesus aware. And I would say that this topic is one of those where it's not a this or that. It's not, am I self-aware or am I Jesus aware? I think that we need both. I think that our foundation needs to be on what God says, who, who God said we are, who he designed us and created us to be. That's the foundation. Um, and in order to know that, we need to know him, right? So we have to have our eyes on him. We need to know what he's saying and what he wants. Um, but then we have to have a level of self-awareness where we can look at ourselves and say, Houston, we have a problem here, right? Something's not right. You know, why is this always happening? And when you know what God desires for you, you know what you should be putting into question. But a lot of times we wind up placing the blame on God because we're saying, oh, I'm just seeing where God's taking me. I'm just seeing God, what God has planned. And nowhere in the Bible do we see that God has a plan for your life. No scripture says that God has a plan for your life, one plan. And I hope that this brings you some level of hope especially if you find that you've gone off course and things aren't going as great as you thought or you've messed up in some way, you haven't destroyed God's plan for your life. All the scriptures around God's plans are plural. God has plans for your life. And every verse that you look up, and if I'm wrong and if you find something that's singular in that respect, you are more than welcome to comment below and share with me because I may have missed it. Um, but I have not found anything that said God, God has a plan. So I'm set for a course. And if I deviate off that course, I'm kind of screwed that I don't see that. So it causes me to ask the question, should I be looking inward? Do I have to look inward? And I think the question is yes. I think that a huge problem in the church in general is that people are making excuses and procrastinating looking inward by saying, I don't need to look at myself. I need to look at Christ. But when, you're, when your actions and your attitudes and your thought process and your heart don't match Christ, I think it's essential for us to look inward. Now, that does not mean that when I look inward, there's a few things. It does not mean that I'm looking to place blame. So if something goes wrong and I'm like, something is not right, I need to change what's wrong with me or whatever, I'm going to look in and I'm not going to seek to place blame on myself, others, or God. This is not a moment where God made me this way, this is my personality, or God led me to this situation. No, this is a moment where it's this happened, or I reacted this way, I don't want to be this way anymore. I'm looking inward and I'm asking the question, what went wrong with me? What did I do wrong? Not, oh, I'm so horrible, oh, I so this, oh, I'm no good, oh, no, it's, what is wrong with me? Then after I see what's wrong with me, I need to ask the question, why did I do that? 
what's the root cause? Why did I react that way? Why did I say those things? Why do I have these thoughts in my head? So that's step number two. And now keep in mind when I'm doing this, I'm not doing it just with my mind and myself. I'm doing it with God. This is a partnership. This is God. I want to be better. This about me is not reflecting you and I want to reflect you. So I need your help because sometimes we don't see things in ourselves and Holy Spirit will reveal it. So we have to say, oops, oops. Wow. I reacted that way. Okay. Why did I react that way? And let God minister to your heart and reveal to you the why. But that's not the end. Because now that you know the why, you need to understand what to do to move out of that and prevent what this whole thing started from. So the reaction you had, the situation, the things you thought, the things you said that caused you to start looking inward, then it's, okay, this happened, oops, no good, first step, second step, why did that happen? Why do I think that way? Third step, three, three is, what am I gonna do to change? So in essence, I love to say, uh, number two, produced a lie, right? So why did I react that way? Whatever the why is, produced a lie in my life. There's a lie that I believe, and I need to replace the lie with the truth. What is the truth? What is real? So that's step number three. And then number four is going to be, now that I know what I did wrong, why I did it wrong, what is the truth about all that, how am I going to change my life? so that I don't find myself in this cycle again. So introspection or self-reflection is not bad if it's done properly and if it's done partnering with God, where it's not about you beating yourself up, it's not about you casting blame, and it's not overthinking about the problem and what all the different ways you did something wrong. The focus needs to be on the solution. This is what went wrong, I need to fix it. And ultimately, that's the goal. The goal is not casting the blame. The goal is not finding out what's wrong with you. The goal is not even finding the root cause. The goal is solution. The goal is I need to look more like Jesus. Everything else is just a path to get there and we need to make sure that we complete the path. So that's what I have to share with you, the four uh, four things that we need to do when we find something that doesn't reflect God. One, we need to admit that what we did was wrong. Two, we have to understand and learn why that number one happened. When we learned why the number one happened, we need to discover what are the lies that that why produced in my life. And if I know they're lies, then there's a truth. What's the truth? Jesus, what's the truth? Once I know what the truth is, I need to then put a plan in place or find a way to implement that truth in my life. So it now it, it reworks your brain, it reworks your mind, it changes everything about you, your heart. That's where the transformation happens when you actually live that whole process so that you can reflect Jesus better. So self-awareness and Jesus awareness 
are not in opposition. They actually work together. And again, one of the fruit of the spirit is self-control. So if doing something for self is really bad, I don't think God would have told us, hey, you need to have self-control. You need to control your thoughts. You need to, to, to like own things. We have access through Jesus. He is our grace. The power and the ability to do these things is through him. So know this, that when you have Jesus in your life, this process becomes a lot easier because now you're not relying on just yourself to become aware, but Holy Spirit will not only help you become aware, but will drive you through the steps that help transform you more into the image of God. I love you guys and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for joining on today's episode of Authentic Faith. Before you leave, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Also, if you'd like to see this podcast continue, I would appreciate if you can support me by sharing this podcast with your friends and family. You can text it to them, send it to them in a private message, or post it on your social media pages. Thank you so much, and I really appreciate all your support. See you next time.